Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Talking to Myself in My Bedroom at Night. This is an exciting episode because I don't think I've ever recorded at night before, so feels like that episode was Spongebob where I don't know why I'm quoting this, but where, I don't know, they were doing something and then they were like, oh, at night, and now they're at night. I don't know. That was a weird reference. Sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm working late tonight because I am uploading files for this big project I have. That will be available to y'all soon, but it isn't right now, so I'm not going to tell you about it. And instead, I was like, you know what, I can't do anything because my computer is uploading, but I can't walk away because when I walk away, my computer goes to sleep, even when I turn that off, so question mark there. And it, like, stops uploading, and then that's a problem because then I got to do it again. So I got to sit here, so we're going to sit here and do this. And I was like, what should I make a podcast on? Because... That's how I plan. And I realized that I got another message on Instagram and it was from, I don't want to call anyone out, but this girl who has been messaging me like every other week, she'll start sending me a recruiting message for her pyramid scheme. And then she like forgets about it, I guess, even though she's posting on her story like all the time. She's also unfollowed me at this point, so I'm very confused. And then she'll just randomly follow up, like, she'll ask me a question about, like, my life goals. And then I'll answer it because I like to string it on. I like, this is my hobby is to string these people along, which is probably mean. But honestly, they're wasting my time, so I'm going to waste theirs. But this one girl, she will not respond for more than days. We're talking, like, a month at a time. Like, the last time she messaged me, I don't remember, it was, like, March 4th. And now it's, like, March 27th or whatever. And she's still messaging me, like, a month later, like, following up to that question. Like, she hadn't just disappeared for a month. It's so bizarre. So then I answered today, and we'll see if she responds again. It can be a fun saga. But anyway, she's trying to recruit me to her pyramid scheme. I know this because it's very obvious. And every day I see some other blogger fall victim to a network marketing pyramid scheme and it annoys me. It really annoys me because I feel like there's so much information out there available about why it doesn't work, but people aren't listening. Or do they not know? I don't know. I know that it doesn't work. Everyone I know know this as well. So it really confuses me when these people join it and they're like surprised when it doesn't work and it gets weird and I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So this is my rant to that. I know I've talked about this like a gazillion times before, but I'm going to talk about it again. So <laughs> this episode is going to go very in-depth about MLM schemes. Um, I really recommend listening to the podcast called The Dream, which is all about MLM schemes like in extreme detail, and one of them actually like infiltrates one, and I think that's amazing, and it's funny, and I love it, and it's so educational, and I think knowledge really is power, and I hate this as someone who works online for a living legitimately, like, not scamming people or joining pyramid schemes. I find it really frustrating when people join these schemes and then they're like, oh, there's no such thing as, like, working online. Like, you have to do this. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can work online legitimately in so many ways that don't involve handing over your money to this creepy business. Just don't do it. So, yeah. This podcast is called Please Stop Sending Me Your Pyramid Schemes, and it's about why I want you to please stop sending me your pyramid schemes, 
And if you're not in a pyramid scheme, congratulations, you're doing great. But if you are, then I hope this is a wake-up call and maybe you realize this is stupid (laughs) or like maybe this isn't a smart decision unless it's working for you, but I highly doubt it is. It does work for some people and we'll talk about when it does. But even then, no, just no. Because the only way it would work for you is if you are ripping everyone else off. And to me, that's not worth it, but maybe it is to you, but I don't know. So, let's talk about what multi-level marketing is, MLMs. What are they? What's the deal? Here's what they're... (laughs) They're actually known as network marketing. You'll hear that name thrown around more often, usually, because MLM schemes, people, like, freak out because they're like, that's a scam, because it is. So now they've, like, made a new name for it, so it sounds less scammy. Like, network marketing, that's so positive. Networking is good, but it's not good. So, what the definition really is is the sale of products or services where the revenue of the MLM company is derived from a non-salaried workforce selling the company's products or services. So, already here, red flag, non-salaried workforce. (laughs) You're working, um, it's commission-based, but, um, no. So, the earnings of the participants are derived from a pyramid-shaped commission system, and salespeople use or sell to end users directly. There's no retail stores, usually not even an online store. It's just you if you want a product from this company, you have to buy it from a representative. And the representatives are not employed by the company. So these representatives are paid a commission on the product sold, which they need to buy their own inventory. And then they will get a commission of that, usually very small. And then also, the pyramid shape comes from the commission system of the people below them. So they recruit people who work under them, and this is called an upline. And, like, if I was a distributor and I sold one product, I would get a percentage of that sale. And then my upline, whoever recruited me, is going to get a percentage of the sale. So if you draw that out, it makes a very, very nice upside-down funnel, a.k.a. the pyramid scheme. So... What is a pyramid scheme? Because it sounds like this is clearly a pyramid scheme. But why isn't it a pyramid scheme technically? It's only because there's a product. A pyramid scheme is when you sell a system without a product. So those exist too, for sure. They usually get caught. But there's a lot of those that you'll see sometimes too with like money sending clubs where like you pay $5,000 to get in and then you get sent like $70,000. That's a more direct pyramid scheme. But the issue with MLM schemes is that you don't actually make money um, and you end up selling more to yourself and other distributors and not to actual people. So the product very rarely makes it to end users. That very rarely happens. So at the end of the day, they're using the product sort of as like, sounds like a little bit of a cover-up just to be like, oh, we're not a pyramid scheme. Look, we have this product. But like, it is a pyramid scheme. You just are hiding behind a product, you know? Okay, so what are some popular MLM schemes? Some of these might surprise you. I know that some of them surprised me when I first got into this. Um, It's not always obvious what they are, and a lot of them are very common names that you hear all the time, and you just think they're normal, but they're not. So Herbalife, Beachbody, It Works, Mary Kay, Lip Sense, Color Street, LuLaRoe, Amway, Avon, Rodan and Fields, all of these... Dotera, Young Living, all of these oily things, um, all of them are MLM schemes. And you see them a lot on social media because they're so popular with women. Probably like 95% of them are used by women. 
And according to the FTC investigation, 99% of the people who enter these schemes lose money, but people are still signing up. And what you'll often hear to this is, oh, it's a small business. All small businesses owners, like, take this risk when they start their own business. This is not true. The Small Business Association finds that 44% of small businesses survive for plus years. That's a pretty big number. Obviously, there's always a risk with starting a business. And it's true that starting something like this is less expensive than maybe, like, opening up a store or, like, starting a restaurant or something like that. But to say that it's the same as starting a small business is very misleading and very untrue because you're not a small business owner. You are an unpaid retail associate. You are selling a product you do not own, that you do not receive full revenue from. You are not creating this product. It does not belong to you. You are basically selling someone else's product for a very, very low price. It is not the same as working in retail, going into a store, buying a product, or seeing a retail associate and being like, oh, that's the same thing. At least I'm doing it on my own. No, it's not the same thing. That retail associate is not making commission on that product, most likely, and they're also getting paid. So that's great, because people who work in MLM schemes very rarely end up making any money and they have to spend money to sign up. So it ends up being a giant money pit. And you lose all this money and you can't get out. And then the fact that you've put so much money into it just increases the pressure that you can't leave. And it's really toxic. So let's outline some of the problems with MLMs, though they are endless. But I've really articulated the ones that speak out the most to me. So the first one is that you have to pay to sign up. So to use an example of this, for LuLaRoe, which is currently in in deep crap with their lawsuit, um, you have to pay $5,000 to sign up because they required you to get like some welcome box with $5,000 worth of inventory, but you don't get to pick your inventory. You just get whatever they send you. So you better hope it's good because it's usually not. And you have to pay that much to sign up. So women were encouraged to take out credit cards, to use GoFundMes, or basically to just do really bad financial things in order to get this $5,000. A lot of them were encouraged to take money from their spouses or their family members or to like lie about it to their partners. Like this is a no-no. But this is what they were doing and there's a lot of pressure to do it because you think, oh, if I do this, like I'll be so successful but you will not. Um, Luckily, a lot of the MLM schemes don't require this much money up front, but don't be fooled into thinking that they're any better because of this, because they're really not. Um, Any amount of money you have to pay up front is still really not not normal for starting an online business. You shouldn't be forced to purchase inventory before you even start selling. Like, it's not like you have a physical space. You don't even get to purchase the inventory outright because then you have to sell it for, like, 20% commission, which is my next thing. You don't earn 100% commission on the things you sell. You earn maybe 20-ish percent. So, I mean, I guess you don't get the products at a wholesale price. So this isn't the same as if you owned a retail store. You purchase products from a manufacturer at resale or wholesale price because you would maybe... Uh, get like a 50% off situation for like the actual price that you'll sell it for. Whereas if you're selling an MLM product, you're only going to make 20% on it. So you're not really making a lot. Um, that's how they format their their promotions are through the commissions usually. So you might go from 20 to 25% commission or something. It's still not worth it. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And next, the biggest and most problematic thing is the constant pressure to recruit So this is actually the stupidest part of the whole thing is this is the big double-edged sword because 
if you keep recruiting people, eventually you're going to run out of people to sell to. So um, on Pyramid Scheme Alert, which is a great website, uh, Robert Fitzpatrick has a really great explanation of this that I would like to read to you. He says, the MLM model actually is two lies in one. First, obviously, as the number of participants increases, the chance to recruit a large downline diminishes for those at the end of the chain. The opportunity is not unlimited. It is finite and diminishing. The thousands at the bottom of the pyramid cannot possibly enroll as many recruits as those few at the top already have. Saturation prevents virtually all from finding enough new people. Second, saturation aside, the recruiting chain pay plan requires each participant to enroll a number of recruits before profit is possible. Therefore, a ratio of winners to losers is baked right in from the start. If 25 are needed, then only 1 in 25 could ever be profitable. This would be true the day the scheme is launched and would never change. The income opportunity is therefore, by design, limited to 1 in 25, or 4%, based on the proposition of gaining profit from recruiting. 96% would always lose, for as long as the scheme operated in practice, the actual ratio is far worse. I thought this was just a very articulate way of saying what I just did. Basically, the more you recruit, the less people you have to sell to, the less people you have to recruit from. So even if three people you know are making top dollar shilling leggings on Instagram, no one else can do that in your area because once the next person signs up, it's already so saturated because imagine how many people are under them and how many people are under them and so on. It just, it is finite. You can't be like, this is an unlimited resource of income. It's not. You're all selling the same product. You're all recruiting the same people. It just doesn't work. And that's what happened with Lularo, and that's why it's basically dropped off the face of the planet because no one wants it anymore because everyone's selling it. It doesn't make sense. Get what I'm saying? Next, there's such a pressure to reach these goals, which just leads people to purchase more merchandise. Like things like Lularo and a few others have like you need to reach a certain amount of sales every month to not just to get promoted, but to be an active seller or whatever. So they really pressure you to reach these goals, and you know how you're reaching them. <laughs> It's by buying the product yourself. Rarely will you make up the difference by selling to someone. You're most likely going to need to make up that difference just by buying it. Because they don't care who buys it. To the company, they're getting their profit either way, whether you buy it or you sell it to your mom. So they really just want someone to buy it. So oftentimes that someone is you. And if you're not succeeding, if you're not making a profit, it's not the company's fault. It's your fault because you're not trying hard enough. And business is hard and it's not for everyone. And if you can't do it, it's because you're not trying hard enough, not because the system is rigged. And this mentality is really harmful and it keeps people in these pyramid schemes even longer because there's so much shame with leaving and people just get stuck and it's unfortunate and we just need to stop that because it's not good. And next... um, there's this mentality, I see this all the time on these um, women entrepreneur groups on Facebook, which I love to prey on because they're just so funny. But a lot of the time people are ranting that their friends don't support them because they don't purchase the products and you need to eliminate that toxicity from your life. Like if your husband doesn't support your business, if your mom isn't buying your shampoo or whatever, then she doesn't support you and she doesn't really love you and like this kind of crazy mindset that people need to always be buying from you because it's not your responsibility to financially support other people. You're not a company. You can't, you're not employed. You're not employing others. So why should you have to keep paying for them? You know, finally, these organizations, these businesses prey on people who feel they don't have any other option. And this is probably the most toxic part of the entire thing. It's not that these companies are targeting upper middle class 
people who have a lot of money and can just do this with their free time because they don't have anything else to do and it won't really hurt anyone. That's not the case. They are targeting particularly women, stay-at-home moms, immigrants, and lower-educated people who might not have a college degree to fall back on and might feel like they don't really have a lot of other options. So these people in these situations don't feel like they can go out and get a regular job because they have to stay home with their kids or maybe they don't have the right education or maybe they don't speak perfect English or something like that and they don't think they have another option. And it's really unfortunate that these companies target these people. Oh, they certainly do. Either through religious rhetoric or through the messaging that you could like own your own business easy and like no education necessary, stay at home with your kids, etc. And while these things might be true, they're a financial trap for those who do not have the financial stability to really just support this and waste money on this because that's ultimately what's happening. And they're not business owners. They're unpaid sales reps. MLMs are unregulated. They lobby the government to keep their practice alive. So honestly, that's the only reason they're not taken down right now. LulaRoe is in this big lawsuit in the past, Amway has been in huge lawsuits. They've all been in lawsuits for their practices. They win because they have a lot of money. And anything that starts by saying it's not a pyramid scheme is most definitely a pyramid scheme. So here are some red flags to keep out, look out for so that you don't become the next MLM victim. Because I know it's so tempting when you're on Instagram and you see these girls posting that like they do whatever with their time and they make so much money. They just got their fancy car or they're going on this trip or whatever. But remind yourself that none of this is true. You don't, (laughs) any of these Instagrammers that are claiming to make big money working from home and they don't say how they do it, it's a scam. I mean, as a blogger, I talk about making money from home. I've never promoted how much money I'm making or like bragged about some new car. One, that's not my reality. But two, I don't want to be fake. A lot of them are faking it. They're taught to fake it. They're given these scripts and they're shown how to say that they're making all this money. They're trying to make you feel like the FOMO effect that you're going to miss out on something and you too could have this fancy new car or go on this trip if you join. Because that's not the case. You really can't. Um, You have to pay money to join. That's a huge red flag. No legitimate opportunity is going to make you pay money to join. I understand that with like blogging or like actual businesses that you want to start on your own, there might be some upfront cost, but you're not paying any company money for the opportunity to start a business. This is not a thing. If you're paying a company to sell a product, that's not how it works. You're doing it wrong. Um, It should be the other way around. (laughs) So another red flag is that you don't understand how the payment system works or how the commission system works. A lot of times recruiters will keep this a secret because they don't want any red flags. They know it sounds scammy because it is. They don't want you to think it's a pyramid scheme. So they're going to keep that to themselves. They'll just be like, oh, pay this. And then like, I'll explain it all once you do. And then by then you're already in and it's too late. Um, A lot of times the companies themselves are very, very, very secretive about how much money everyone is making, Um, and they're very misleading on their websites. They don't explain these systems because they don't want you to know. And finally, if any random person solicits you with a business opportunity, on social media especially, it is probably not a real business opportunity. Um, Real companies have representatives. They'll have actual company email addresses and actual reputation won't just be some random girl who stays at home all day. It sells workout shakes. This isn't a thing. 
So just be really skeptical if anyone starts randomly messaging you because they most likely have intentions like this. And it doesn't mean you have to call them out or anything. Just be like, no thanks. But don't let them lead you on because they're most likely using a copy and paste script. And it's just unfortunate that this is what they do with their time. But don't fall for it. So how can you make money online? As you know from listening to this podcast, because you're a super loyal listener, obviously, um, there's a lot of ways to make money online. I make my full-time income online. I make more than I ever did working for a company. Um, but I didn't pay any money to start this job. I work for myself. I don't owe anyone any commission, and (laughs) I'm self-sufficient. So legitimate ways include blogging, freelancing, remote work, virtual assistant, online tutoring, online teaching, YouTube. These jobs are all legitimate. They don't have to make you pay anything up front. Yes, you might have to do some work. You might have to apply to a company, like if you want to freelance or remote work or work as a virtual assistant, you might have to apply or reach out to people. But you should never be pressured to spend money when you apply. You should never feel confused by the process. Like, all of these things would be much more straightforward, clear, and legal with a real company or by doing your own thing. Please don't sign up for a pyramid scheme. Um, You should be in control of your own money. You shouldn't feel pressured to fall for a scam or to support people who are in scams. And that's all you can do. (laughs) In the world of online blogging, Instagram, all these places, you're constantly surrounded by these people. I get really upset when I see new bloggers who feel like they need to do this thing because blogging isn't making them enough money. And I think that's just a part of the process. But honestly, you're better off going and getting a job at Starbucks or any retail store getting paid hourly than worrying about an MLM scheme because you're never going to make money on it and it sucks and please don't do it. So please stop sending me your pyramid scheme. I'm not going to join it. I'm just going to send this podcast out now because it, it boggles my mind when people send me these things because I've been very public about how much I hate pyramid schemes. And so, yep. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, and you should be because it's really interesting, I would really encourage you to join the Sounds Like MLM But Okay Facebook community or listening to their podcast, as well as the Dream podcast, which is excellent. But if you want to laugh at some stuff, definitely go to the anti-MLM Reddit page and you'll see the scripts and all the repeated nonsense. Just repeat it again and again and again. And you'll start to realize it's really easy to spot these people in the wild and that it's just crazy and it's ridiculous. I don't know. I just lose my mind thinking about it. But anyway, if you're listening to this, you're probably not in an MLM scheme and it's great that you're not. And if you are, I hope you've learned something, but you probably aren't interested in this. But I hope that you'll learn (laughs) how to either escape the situation or make it work for you. Um, That's all I can do. So yeah, have a productive week and I will see you next week. Bye.